0: Today's podcast is sponsored by Logos Bible Software, the premier Bible study and research tool for serious students of the Scripture. To find out more, check out logos.com docanddevo. And by using the promo code docanddevo7, you can get Charles Spurgeon's commentary on Philippians for free. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois.
1: And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, homie? I don't know. It feels like I I don't even know you anymore. Actually, it feels like
0: I don't even know how to do this anymore. It's been a while. It's been weeks. Yeah, that's why we record them in advance, because sometimes you're gone. You were gone, then I was gone, or I was gone, then you you were gone. gone. You, then you I were was, gone. No, I was gone, and then you were gone, and then I was gone. No, no, no. It went... Wait, is this your third trip? No, this is I was in California.
1: So you're gone in California. Then you went to Vegas, right? To
0: Vegas. Then I went to Texas. Texas. Oh, you're right.
1: Texas. And then you're going to be gone again to right. New Zealand.
0: I just got back from Burleson, Texas, Yeah. Uh, preaching a Bible conference at Graceview Baptist Church. Very cool people out there, Great guy. Man. Who was that? Aaron? Aaron A-A-A-A-A-Ron Scarborough. Aaron? Yeah.
1: You, you don't messed up, A Aaron?
0: Aaron Scarborough and crew, uh, the people is there. that where Landon is, yeah, Landon yeah. D's, I think it is. Yeah, Landon, man, those guys, seriously, great guys over there. It's a great church, gospel centered, great theology, great gospel community. Um, it felt like home. I felt uh, very comfortable there in, in terms of you know being able to just be myself and be encouraged by them. And uh, and hope, you
1: say that about every place
0: you go to because I don't go to the janky places.
1: Well, because yeah, you went to New Zealand last year, like.
0: This okay. feels like home. Now listen. You went to
1: Portland last year, like, this feels like home. Yeah. And now you're going
0: to Texas, and yeah.
1: it feels like home.
0: Yeah, the church is there. Now, Texas doesn't feel like home.
1: I don't think you'd survive in Texas.
0: Huh? No, no, I, I don't know. It's way too slow. Even my son Eli, I brought Eli with me.
1: Wait, 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 you said slow? Oh, yes. Yeah, like slow, like what do you like?
0: Not like Canadian slow. Like, no. I
1: know, but you're talking about like that.
0: They drive slow, they walk slow. I, I, I don't
1: see that they drive slow. Well, I just really? got
0: back. Oh, my goodness. Yes. They're super slow. And I even brought it up, and they were like, yeah, we're not in a hurry. Um, and even Eli was like, why are they driving so slow? <laughs> I mean, like We're like weaving out of traffic trying to get to Shipley's Donuts. Uh, anyways, it was, a, it was a great time. And, yeah, man, I'm taking off in just a few days yeah. to go to New Zealand uh, in Wellington, where really my favorite church after Redeemer is Grace Net. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are a Reformed Baptist Acts Twenty Nine Church there. Pastor Michael Beck and crew, great people, amazing ministry there. And they're putting on another conference. I was there last year. This year though, mm. uh, it's going to be James White. It's going to be uh, Jim Renahan, and then I'm tagging along too. So we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be uh, preaching and teaching on ecclesiology and hanging out. And I'm hoping that those guys will be willing to do a little uh, on this on site podcasting. We'll see. Man, yeah, you got to take everything with you. Yeah, well, I have to. You bought that giant Pelican case now, so I got to take that as my carry on. Listen, you got to be
1: good for something. Well, and this is going to be what it is. All right, hopefully it works. It better work. It, uh, for real. Come on. You can't, if you can't get James White and Renahan at the
0: and you're there. Well, that doesn't mean they want to talk on the podcast. They Well, I thought you're Joe freaking no, Thornton. Yeah, they, come they, on. They, they, Why not? In fact, uh, I think somebody mentioned on Twitter, mentioned me to Dr. White, and he's like, you know, I, I don't know who that is, but I'm looking forward to meeting him in New Zealand. So, yeah, these guys don't know me. So maybe if I pretend to be much better than I am, they'll be more likely. We'll see. I wonder if we should send gifts. Like, what do they like to do other than read?
1: Can we I get them f- like f- glasses? I f-
0: White, I think, is a cyclist.
1: Well, how about we send pieces of a bike to him, okay. and he's got to assemble it himself?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I got to get over the whole cycling thing. What do you mean? That's something mean? that I've got to deal with.
1: Like you're you're saying, okay, you trying to knock se- it
0: off with the bicycle. What are you ten riding your bike around? People
1: like to ride bikes. Why? It's,
0: like it's just stop it. It's not a thing. It's not a sport. You like okay, but you like to smoke cigars. Yeah, but I'm not saying it's a sport, and I don't wear a fancy outfit to get on it. Yeah, oh, you wear fancy outfits when you head to the cigar lounge. No, yes I don't. You do. I don't have a smoking you jacket. Your, yes, you no, wear don't. your
1: black shirt with your jeans and your one shoes with heels on them.
0: All right, that's what I wear every day. So (laughs) that's uh, that's not. I don't wear a stencil. And then
1: when you you found that one jacket, the army jacket, you know, I found that in the missionary barrel. And then you started wearing that to the cigar shop. I wear it everywhere. I don't
0: want to wear it to the cigar shop, though.
1: Oh, you wore it there. Then you were trying to tell people that you served and give you free cigars.
0: Stolen valor. I don't do that. That's crazy. Joe. Don't believe Jimmy.
1: That's how I actually met Joe.
0: All right, all of this, your lying is a good illustration (laughs) of uh, what we're talking about today.
1: What we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, what are we talking about on the podcast? We are
1: talking about total sorry, I had to look at my Sorry, you, someone just sent me a message. Okay, why are you on your phone again? Because no, I like being on my phone. What is it? I, you know what, I can't pronounce this. Kayaski Oh yeah, yeah. I know that guy. I you can't know, pronounce it either. You can't K, pronounce K, it? K Dog. K Dog. K Dog from Australia. Would like for us to give them a hearty good day, mate, in your uh in your next podcast. Well, that is providential because we are just recording it.
0: So yeah, g'day. Man. Thanks for interrupting, dude. That's nah, uh, really but, impolite. Right, we I'll were in the face middle face of face something, and then you totally derailed Jimmy. So
1: thanks. All right, we are talking about total depression. Good day, mate. Are all sh- of our Australian brothers and sisters. Is there? I don't know what else you say.
0: You know the best thing about Australia? It's next New Zealand. Well, that's no. I wouldn't say that. there's already some kind of like beef between those guys. Uh, Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek? It's a horror movie.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what is going. I have no idea. That's
0: another place. Yeah,
1: Australia, New Zealand. I'm actually, I'm, I'm really excited for you to get to go. Are you going to go when you're in New Zealand? Are you going to go check
0: out, like, The Lord of the Rings? <sighs> what? No, I'm not going to do that. First of all, I'm not going to have time to do that. I, I, I don't do the sightseeing. I don't do that. You're just not fun. No, that's just I'm problem. not. I'm not fun. I did go to Weta last time I was there where they design all the special effects and everything. for. Oh, right, well, that's there.
1: still pretty cool. Yeah, I like
0: special effects. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking about total depravity. All right. Let's so, do right, it. Now
1: we'll get back on track. I'm sorry. I'm going to get off Facebook. Let me close it.
0: I'm, see, I'm not even on it. You don't... Dude, come on. You have it on all day. But not right now. All right. Fine. All right. So we're going to talk about total depravity. Total depravity. And when we're talking about total depravity... Um, we're going to start with this idea of depravity because all Christians believe that we are depraved, yeah. but not all Christians believe in what's called total depravity. So, how would you find? Let's start first, then just being depraved. Like, what does that mean? Uh, see, Jimmy Fowler.
1: I don't like this. Yeah, that's that's how I'm doing it. I don't. I don't appreciate so, these jokes that you got. D- depravity
0: is expense. a the the sinful and corrupt condition of the human soul, and that we are marred by sin, broken by sin, uh, contaminated with sin. It's not merely an external problem. It is an internal problem. Mm-hmm. Depravity teaches that we um, are not sinners because we sin, but we sin because we are sinners.
1: That's right. And look, like Jeremiah seventeen nine: the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. So it's this
0: condition that we all have. Right, right. And And who can understand it, I think it says, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. it's like... This is a this is a complex uh, corruption mm-hmm. of the human condition, and we all, all Christians have to embrace this. But total depravity is um, a a more full and I think a a more biblically detailed picture of of depravity.
1: So total depravity being it's that it's uh, it encompasses everything. Like it, it's we can't do anything in and of ourselves. That everything that we are doing is tainted by sin yeah
0: exactly it's every part of the human uh, person mind heart emotions intellect uh, the will Mm -hmm. there is no part of us that isn't impacted and marred by sin marked by sin Um, so So even those quote-unquote like good works
1: like acts of mercy or hospitality or things like that would you say not done by faith
0: Right, and I think we're going to have to, when we're going to talk about this, like what is the condition of the soul after yeah. conversion and all okay, of that. But, but for now, we'll say that, that it, generally speaking, that total depravity, uh, really, and it, okay, let's say it this way. Total depravity is the corruption of the entire person, and it doesn't mean that we are as bad as we could be, Yeah, uh, and it doesn't mean that there isn't anything relatively good going on in us. We can be civilly righteous before the eyes of men. But it does mean that there isn't one part of us in our being that isn't impacted by sin. And the way that we tend to talk about it is, is we pair um, total depravity with total inability. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But I know you were checking out Burkhoff earlier on, uh, on his definition. What does he say about uh, total depravity?
1: Yeah, uh, he says this. Negatively, it does not imply one— that every man is as thoroughly depraved as he can possibly become. So kind of what you're saying there Two, that. The sinner has no innate knowledge of the will of God, nor a conscience that discriminates between good and evil. Then again, you mentioned that three, that sinful man does not often admire virtuous character and actions in others, or is incapable of disinterested affections and actions in his relations with his fellow men, nor four. That every unregenerate man will, in virtue of his inherent sinfulness, indulge in every form of sin. It often happens that one form excludes the other.
0: Good. So So that's, that's the negative part. That's the
1: negative part. Positively, though, it does indicate this. One, that the inherent corruption extends to every part of man's nature, to all the faculties and powers of both soul and body, and two... That there is no spiritual good, that is, good in relation to God, in the sinner at all, but only
0: perversions. Okay, so we've got the entire person Mm -hmm. corrupted um, by sin in every aspect of his being. But it doesn't mean that uh, he can't be good in some relative sense. Uh, One of my favorite books, I've mentioned it before on the podcast um, quite a bit, is Lorraine Bettner's The Reformed doctrine of uh, of predestination yeah. and um, you know he he writes a lot about this and gets into total inability this um, this idea that we are totally depraved and as a result of this we are totally incapable of doing certain things that's right um, and I don't know if I'll read this, that one or not but what does Burkhoff say on total in inability, inability?
1: Uh, he says a lot of things here <laughs> uh, so bear with me uh, by ascribing total abil- uh, By ascribing total inability to the natural man, we do not mean to say that it is impossible for him to do good in any sense of the word. Reformed theologians generally say that he is still able to perform one, natural good, two, civil good or civil righteousness, and three, externally religious good. It is admitted that even the unrenewed possess some virtue, revealing itself in the relations of social life, in many acts and sentiments that deserve the sincere approval and gratitude of their fellow men, and that, even, and that even met with the approval of God to a certain extent. At the same time, it is maintained that these same actions and feelings, when considered in relation to God, are radically defective. Their fatal defect is that they are not prompted by love to God, or by any regard for the will of God as requiring them. When we speak of man's corruption as total inability, we mean two things. One, that the unrenewed sinner cannot do any act, however insignificant, which fundamentally meets with God's approval and answers to the demands of God's holy law. And two, that he cannot change his fundamental preference for sin and self to love for God nor even make an approach to such a change in a word he is unable to do any spiritual
0: good so that's a really good and i don't even need to read betner um that's a really good um, definition, a helpful explanation. So, I mean, some people think of total depravity and the way that, that some Calvinists today talk about total depravity, it sounds as if we are nothing but evil beasts yeah. apart from the Lord and apart from re- his regenerating grace, so that there is absolutely no good in us. But there is some relative good. There, is, there are some things that we do that are praiseworthy That's among right. the people of the world.
1: Yeah, like when we're, like, again, with those acts of mercy and hospitality, there are lots of, here's the thing, uh, there are a lot of non-believers that treat people with more respect and dignity than those in the church do. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, like, we see them, they they treat them well, they take care of them, they clothe them, they feed them, they, uh, excuse me, they seek to, for their betterment, Um, and that should be, we should be. Praising that, because to some degree, you know that that there, right there, is is the love of Christ being shined forth through this
0: unworthy vessel and unwilling and unwilling. But they're not even interested in it. It's really, it's really when we do uh, good deeds, yeah. right, Re- you know, relative good deeds, um, the civil, the right, civil, yeah, c- civil righteousness, yeah. um, even with mixed motives, and when it comes from. Uh, you know corruption in the heart those good deeds that we do are still uh, the a remnant of the image of God in people so it's something that that you can see something that we can point to and say wow that's that's good and like my father before he was converted was naturally um, just a very kind man he was always honest he was a business owner Uh, He never stole, never ripped anybody off. He would go the extra mile to to be a a, a good employee. He would cut people breaks. And in fact, you know, when um, he started coming to church off and on when I would be around, I remember one time we were walking back to the parsonage. This is when I pastored in Kentucky. Okay. And so we were walking back to the parsonage. My mom and dad were in town for a visit. And my dad said, every time I hear you preach, you make me feel bad about myself. And I don't, I don't think that's fair Um, and you know he would because he recognizes like wow like I know a lot of people I know a lot of crooks you know um, and and I know people that have been caught for for things and spent time in prison yeah one of his close friends uh, was busted by the FBI and uh, and went to jail and not for white collar stuff and so he knows like wow as I stand among my peers I don't do the things that they do. Mm-hmm. I don't get drunk. I don't do this. And he was like, I, I, you make me feel like I am bad." And so we had this nice discussion about civil righteousness versus real righteousness. Yeah. And so you got to be able to make that distinction that there are people in this world that are kind and compassionate, and they, uh, regardless of of their, um, you know, their their moral philosophy or perspective, they they still demonstrate in some capacity. The image of God. Nevertheless, the bottom line problem is what? That all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. And that their corruption is thorough and complete. That's right. You know, the picture in Ephesians is that before our conversion, we are dead in our trespasses and sins. unable. uh, yeah unable right we we have the we need, we require the grace of God to make us alive uh, in first Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned there mm-hmm. There is the corruption in the heart that is so big the 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 will is so bent in on itself that we will not choose good for God's sake, and we will not love others for God's glory. Any good that we do is coming from mixed motives and and bad places. So really, from the time of our conception, right Psalm 51, verse 5, from the the time of our conception uh, until the moment of our regeneration, we are dead in sins and completely ruined. So then what is the hope for the totally depraved? It sounds like there, there really isn't hope. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Titus 115 says to the pure, all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Both their minds and their consciences are defiled. So even the the the, the work and the things that they might consider amoral, which mm-hmm. aren't, all those things are corrupted by sin. And it sounds like there is no hope. Um, the hope for the totally depraved is that God loves Sinners yeah. like that—that that God loved us while we were sinners, sinners, and sent His Son to die for our sins. That's right. To take the punishment for those sins, and that in saving us from our our um, deserved judgment, in in rescuing us from condemnation, He also changes us. He changes that heart that was in. Absolute rebellion to mm-hmm. God that rejected God's will, God's ways, and God's person. Like that heart of stone right. to the
1: heart of flesh.
0: Right. Jeremiah 31, Ezekiel 36, yep. this this whole idea that God changes us at a at a at the heart level so that we are new. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, right? Mm-hmm. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. So the hope that we have for totally depraved sinners is not a uh, political change. That's right. Though that's important. Uh, it's, it's not a moral reformation in society. We're not going to be a Christian nation. Uh, we never were. And we know, come were. on, we
1: got to go back to being a Christian nation. Joe, Yeah, I like that. The founding fathers yeah. desired for us to be a Christian a, nation, Christian nation founded upon Christian principles, founded
0: upon slavery. And uh, wait, what?
1: No, well, no, no, you, no, you were saying no, I think gonna... you
0: were, no, no, I'm right. not. I'm not even going to play the game. Oh, because I'm not a gonna game. make a joke. I'm not going to make a joke. I'm not making a joke about. It. I'm being That's serious. Like
1: slavery's not funny. Well,
0: that you were saying, let's go back. I want the hair. You got the hair. No,
1: but I, the, the, they have the, the wig. The wig.
0: No, man, the wigs are way. I think too, I could pull off the powdered wig. Yeah, that 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 whole era of men wearing wigs is like it would be as if in the '80s when hair metal bands were taken off. If all the politicians were doing that with their hair, it's just as bad. They look back on that era and they were like, "I can't believe we wore wigs, yo, that was embarrassing." That hair was amazing. In the that, 80s. those wigs, that's It reminds me of the mullet. Everybody looks back on the mullet and they were like, "Why did we do that?" What
1: the mullet's the perfect hairstyle?
0: No, it is not. Business Don't even in say front.
1: It. Don't say party it. in the back. Oh, it's so yeah. bad.
0: Unless yeah, unless you're Trump, it's reversed. It, it, yeah what is it wait, wait. well he the business he's all business isn't he no nah,
1: he's got business in the back and the thing in the front like that that is a party in the front party in the front party in the front like this see that republican party the republican like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah congratulations
0: gop <laughs> well done well done <laughs> you got your man oh gosh um so okay, so the hope for the totally depraved is the gospel itself, yeah. the kindness of God, and we, you know, there there is no hope in ourselves. And this is it, really, in direct contrast to everything that we learn in our culture and in the world yeah. about where our hope is, because everybody says that hope is found within, right? Mm-hmm. Follow your heart, um, self help. I mean, just the whole idea of self help. That's why those these books just keep taking off,
1: right? Like this idea of. Of, it's a prideful idea. I I can change my circumstance. I will fix me. I will do what I need to do to get to where I want. I want to get to. So, is it bad for people to improve themselves? I no, I don't think so. But I think the the difference is there's there's a uh, there's hope in yourself and there's a ho- hope in God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I think it's still it's good. I mean, if you're if you're struggling in your sin, if you're struggling with uh temptations and and addictions, yeah, get the help i 'm not saying don't get the help um, there's a lot of great programs that are out there, but I think what we 're really talking about here is when we 're talking about salvation, yeah, there is only one name in that we can trust
0: right so we're we're it's it's good for people to um stop wasting their money on gambling and and ruining their family or or alcoholism or porn addiction and you don't need the holy spirit to stop doing those things people stop doing those things without the aid of the holy spirit that's a moral reformation and we want people to do what's right and to not do what's wrong but the the greater good the more important thing for them is to experience a true inner transformation not just behavior modification exactly but a true transformation of the soul that happens by the grace of God and we'll talk more about that when we get to irresistible grace and and the doc, the, the doctrine of regeneration we'll spend more time on that I
1: think Tripp says that Paul Tripp says that somewhere PT Sorry. PT my man PT said, mustache uh, <laughs> yeah I must ask you a question there it is uh, <laughs> like why do you set me up like that you know I can't resist um, but no, I think he, he talks about that like it's it's not about behavior modification, but heart transformation right. and that that it, and he also gives the analogy of uh, apple nailing, you know? Wait, what? Apple nailing. You never heard him when he talks about apples like
0: apple nailing.
1: Yeah. He calls it apple nailing. OK, from a distance, let's just say you got a tree. You got this tree and you want it's not an apple tree, it's but not, it's want, just a tree. It's just a tree, but you want you like you an want oak it. tree, whatever. It's an oak tree. OK, and you want it. To have apples on it.
0: All right. So you it, just sit that, there It can't.
1: You, well, well, I can't. But people, you know, his analogy is: people, you could sit there and you could nail all these apples into it. How do you nail
0: an apple to a tree? With a hammer, sir. No, but that doesn't make any sense. The apple would right, split listen, and it would I, fall off.
1: I am just going to talk. Paul Tripp is a treasure.
0: You, I agree. No, I like you, Paul Tripp. I just don't understand. How do you nail apples? No analogy ever
1: works perfectly. You know oh, okay. it. All right, so, so stop so it. Let's,
0: hang, you hang them from a tree. You don't fine. Nail let's just them. say that. Okay, You hang them. Hang, them.
1: hang them from a tree. All right. Good. There you so go. So Like a Christmas distance, ornaments. Like Christmas ornaments. Oh, there you ornaments. go. From, from
0: you a go. distance, okay. it looks good. My analogy is better now. I just improved Paul Tripp's analogy. Go ahead. Congratulations. You did a great job. So you hang these apples from a distance. You hang these
1: apples. From a distance, it looks good. It looks appealing. But as you get closer... Uh, and over time, you see that they're just dead because there's no life being given to them. So there's no fruit that's being produced. Okay. And that's the idea of behavior modification is nothing more than apple nailing. It's just outward behavior modification with no inward transformation. Apple nailing. Mm. Apple nailing. Okay.
0: I get it. I like it. I like it. It's, you, know, you don't nail it. How would you, and where would all you, right, you know nail what? What? it? You're going to get all you hung nail up. it to a little branch. You can't do that. You'd have to nail it to the tree trunk, and then it wouldn't look like an apple tree. It would just look like some cancerous, tumorous tree. It would be weird.
1: You know what? I'm, I'm Why are you questioning you? Paul Tripp? I'm,
0: okay. Why are how, you? So if if the world is totally depraved, mm-hmm. we understand that the whole world is caught up in sin, dead in sin. Yeah. By nature, we hate God. We don't seek God. Romans 3, quoting the Psalms, um, there is none that does good, not even one, yeah. when we're talking about our goodness in relation to God. And that can have, and that should have an impact on how we view the world. But... Yeah. So Someone, I would say
1: I would say first uh, I got a couple thoughts on that.
0: You know how should we be how should we be viewing
1: to the totally depraved? One, uh, we should not. Yeah, talk about how we shouldn't view the world. Let's do that. Okay, because some people get this way wrong. They get this way wrong. They view it as a cancer to be cut out or separated from. So you got those in churches that refuse to engage with the culture around them out of this fear, quote unquote fear. That it's going to somehow uh, spread to them,
0: like it's a contagion.
1: It's a contagion. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think that's biblical. I, I think that's completely contrary to what. Bad company tells corrupts us. good morals. Boom. Okay. Boom. But you could still there's ways of healthily, healthily, is sure, healthily. Is that the right? answer? Yeah. Right? All right. Healthily engaging in the culture around us. Yeah. So really. I'm saying, don't remove yourself from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. Secondly, uh, don't. I guess I'm gonna say positively pray for them like like actually seek their good uh because Titus 3 3 says this for we ourselves were once foolish disobedient led astray slaves to various passions and pleasures passing our days in malice and envy hated by others and hating one another yeah you were in that position before that's right you did not know Christ you did not love God uh so quit looking down upon them, right? Pray for them, love them, care for them, seek their good, ultimately seek that they would know Christ and his
0: love. So, you know, not to be judgmental in, yeah. in a harsh that's way. That's probably pa- the best word. And Paul says, right, right I don't listen. I'm, I'm not judging the world. Uh, we judge people in the church. Like mm-hmm. these are our people. Mm-hmm. And so we exercise a kind of judgment on one another. The world is already judged. Yep. And so uh, that's just not our place. And I think what you're talking about and what you quoted is beautiful because yeah, the, we have a lot in common with them. Yeah, We're not better. We've just been rescued. And it doesn't mean that we haven't been changed. We have been. We need to talk about that. But this idea that uh, we look at the world with utter disdain yeah. and we just kind of look down on them is, is not what Jesus did. That's right. And it doesn't model the love of God for those sinners. Yeah, I agree. So I like that. I like that a lot. So we should look at them with compassion. Yep. Uh, as people that have been there and understand that. With the hope that they would come to know Christ. Cool. What about, uh, about Logos Bible Software, though? Yeah. Did you use it today? I use it every day. But did you use it today? Yes,
1: I used it today. When we, were, when we first got together, well, first of all, this morning, and then when we got together, we we're like, hey, let's talk. So here's, here's the thing, guys, is you know we throw a lot of Bible verses out there, and we throw a lot of things. Part of our minimal preparation is Logos. Going to Lagos Bible Software uh, and utilizing it to to kind of help formulate some thoughts and and yeah we direction. get a
0: list we get a list of scriptures yep. that you know I mean I, I've got all mine memorized but you know, I know Jimmy, because you're just so Jimmy, you're I'm just so smart. super scripture guy and um, did you call yourself super super well Bible guy? Answer Man was already taken by some other proud guy <laughs> so I thought I can't take that one so I'll do Super Scripture Guy All right. Uh, all right. no it's, so absolutely it gives us a number of references and you know in case we're not pulling things from mind and um, it's helpful Logos Bible listen. Now, they, they pronounce it logos, as in, like, I don't know. Like logos, logo. yeah. But that's not how you're supposed to pronounce no, so it. No, so really, here's
1: the thing, though. For a, a premier Bible software yeah. that prides itself on being able to help you with the original language, They're the best. But then you can't pronounce it, one of the words, correctly? Logos.
0: Well, maybe, maybe that's their way of engaging the culture or a cultural accommodation. They're trying to make it easier. Because maybe people look at that, and they look at it, and they say logos. Maybe they're just trying to make it easier. I don't know. Lagos, listen, we love but you. No, but no, but even
1: like in their own, no, that doesn't make sense. I, I Sure d- does.
0: That makes sense because. It's like we don't say Yesu, we say Jesus. Maybe, so maybe instead of pronouncing it Lagos like you would in Greek, they're saying Logos, English. It's still wrong. I'm trying, well, I, I'm agreeing with you. Lagos, come on, man. Change... Stop just, start just pronouncing start, it start, Lagos. Yeah, say it right, please. Say Lagos. But we love you. And here's the thing um, if you don't have Lagos, Bible software. We want to encourage you Logos. to check it out. We we really love it. We use it all the time. And um, if you go and sign up through Logos.com slash Doc and Devo, that's D-O-C and A-N-D d-e-v-o if you do that um, that's our special promotion page and uh, you can get a free commentary by Charles Spurgeon on the book of Philippians
1: that's right And if you use the promo code Doc and Devo 7 because if you've already got the
0: Lagos uh, 7 if you
1: already got Logos 7 uh, use the promo code Doc and Devo 7 you will get that for free in your checkout
0: yeah so you definitely got to get it all right so here is some of the controversy uh, over the last few years what about the Christian? The what Christ- about the Christian? So we are, we are still sinners, mm-hmm. but are we still totally depraved? I know that um, you know back in the day when Tulian Trividin was in ministry and writing about this stuff, um, you know he would say, "Well, in some ways we are, and in some ways we aren't." And then other people would say, "Like, no, we're not." Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Uh, is the Christian totally depraved?
1: Is the Christian totally depraved? Yeah uh yeah
0: it was uh, explain
1: explain uh i think it, what's that i don't know how to pronounce it
0: in latin because you just said that totally depraved means that uh no heart for god no love for god uh can't do any spiritual good
1: because i'm talking about simultaneously sinner and saint
0: well Simo used to set peccator okay, the yeah because i can't justice. pronounce the i can't no, pronounce i'm just things. saying like like the doctrine of 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 salvation meaning that we are saved and made saints, but yet we remain sinful Mm -hmm. doesn't answer the question if we are still totally depraved. Are you smiling over there? I don't like you smiling over there because I know I feel like I'm smoking an amazing cigar. It's really good. That's why I'm smiling. So is the Christian totally depraved? What says the fofo? What says the Fofo? Yeah. Deway, when, they, when, they, when he repeats the question, that means he's thinking. He, I am he, thinking. I'm thinking
1: over because well, I felt here, like I had the right answer, but so apparently here, I don't.
0: Anytime I have to answer a question, I start thinking, that, is there a way in which we are and is there a way in which we aren't? Mm-hmm. When we start with that.
1: Is there a way that which we are and a way in which we are not? Totally depraved. Totally depraved. You're killing me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say it like this. Um, is the Christian... Does the Christian have a new nature, or does the Christian have the same nature that he had before his conversion? New nature. New nature, right? Yep. So new heart, new nature, new desires, new loves. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do we now do things from a different place than we did before our conversion? When only done by faith. Right. So we, can, we now can do things by faith yes. for a love for God, and so we are not totally depraved because uh, we are not totally incapable anymore. God has completely changed us. Mm-hmm. But, and this is what you were getting at, because you're, you're right in that, nevertheless, there remains in us this principle of sin, which means that even our best works are still marked by sin. Yeah. Even when it comes from faith, they are imperfect. They, um, they are not yet meeting to the full standards of God. But the difference is... Until glorification. Until glorification. But the difference is, is that now they stem from faith. Yeah, and they're which,
1: accepted by faith.
0: Yeah, and so God accepts them because they are uh, done in faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, we're told in Hebrews. And they are perfected by Jesus. So sin still marks and mars our works, Mm -hmm. but uh, they are now coming from a completely different place. So are we totally depraved? I mean, I ask the question like that because it's not an easy answer. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, some people would say, well, we are and we aren't, and here's the difference. And other people would say, no, we're not. Um, but here's how we Yeah, yeah we're still marred. Yeah. 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 So and I think popularly Christians talk about the about it and, and they'll say like, oh, well, we're still totally depraved. Like new Calvinists are quick to say, yes, we're we're still totally depraved. And they don't mean that we're totally unable. Yeah. They just mean that sin still clings to everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's right. But to use the word, usually total depravity is referring to um, the pre dead say. soul. Yeah. Right. So I would I would say we're not totally depraved, but as believers, but and yet sin still clings to everything. Maybe if you're saying, well, if total depravity only means that sin impacts every part of our being, then maybe. But but even then, we have a new nature, yeah. and we have a new heart, and yet it's interacting with the sin that still clings to us. So it's so a then, little more complicated. So
1: then, how does this doctrine impact our experience and also our practice?
0: Well experientially you already hit on it Jimmy that you don't mind if I call you Jimmy do you everyone
1: calls me Jimmy what are you
0: talking about no. I, I said your name and I was like why did I say his name It's weird so Jimmy let me tell you something Jimmy um, <laughs> like you already said it should make us humble mm-hmm. because we didn't claw our ways out of it we didn't read a self-help book we didn't put on a, a new discipline God reached down and changed us he made us what we weren't he made us alive and and he gave us every spiritual gift in christ and one of them is a new heart and a new mind and he now uh, has enabled us and freed our will from the bondage to sin so that we can exercise faith and obedience though not imperfect so humility is one thing
1: humility and uh like I said, Colossians 2.13 says, And you who are dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, that we should then uh, have a heart, a humble heart of worship. Absolutely. Right? Joyful worship. Joyful worship for what he has done. Even, even Romans 8. Romans 8, the most beautiful yeah. words. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus none left none left Uh, all been taken care of been atoned for and we now receive the the righteousness of christ the perfect obedience of christ is now credited to our account that great exchange that luther talked about
0: all right before we answer um how it impacts our practice. Okay. I just got a text. Now I'm not looking at my phone. This oh, popped up oh, on my screen. Oh, here we go. So got got a text. But listen, now, no, listen, this is important because this is a special guest that's going to come in and record to us, record with us tonight. Oh uh, you yeah. This guest is smart. Yep. Godly. Yep. And very pretty. Very. Yeah. She yeah. is very pretty. And Wait, yet, whoa. At the same time. I'm
1: t- saying she's pretty. I yeah, know I'm saying she's very pretty I- and yet she has poor judgment.
0: She's poor judgment. She has poor judgment. On oh, poor judgment. Poor. What I thought she, you said poured. No, like the Lord poured judgment. No, on no, no.
1: She's she's got poor. Judgment. I, I think
0: she. I think she's pretty wise. So here's. No, the thing. she's not. I gotta tell her right now. Hang on. I, she's like I can head over there. If you have not figured about. that out yet, we're talking about not, Jen Thorn. Oh yeah. We're talking about Joe's wife, my lady, um, my baby, who
1: is uh, amazing woman, and yet with all that, she has that. Well, that's a depravity. Or oh, no, maybe her, it's mercy.
0: Her, maybe it's mercy. She like had, she
1: flirted to convert, like she's trying no, no, to help. No, I no no,
0: but she she had mercy on this poor miserable sinner and go, and eh, he's all right. And and she she married me. Alright, so hang on. I mean just tell her. Okay, not yet. Um I'll call after this episode. All right, now we're good. Now we're good. All right, so uh, So yeah. Coming up soon, Jen Thorne. Actually it'll be the next one,
1: won't it? No. Oh. No, no, no. It'll okay. be a week from today. Okay
0: whatever it is it'll be a week it'll be the following week it'll be on monday it'll be on monday okay so uh you asked how should this ex- uh, impact our um experience but then also our practice our practice what does and that then mean for me the the big thing the big thing with practice is it makes me want to tell everyone about jesus yes. it makes me want to preach the gospel because i know that the only hope that totally depraved sinners have is not in my ability to persuade them, not in their moral reformation, and not that they will somehow figure it out, but that as I preach the gospel, God will convert the elect. God yeah. will change them through that ministry.
1: I think it speaks volumes to, uh, of the Christian and the church that does not proclaim the gospel. I think then, personally, and maybe maybe I'm being, maybe Joe, you tell me if I'm overgeneralizing, and if I'm being overly critical, but I think it reflects a heart that does not truly embrace the gospel itself.
0: I I think you're right. I th- I think, first of all, you don't believe in total depravity if you're not moved to share the gospel with the lost. Yeah. And how can we say that we have been rescued and saved by grace if we aren't willing to let everyone know that salvation that we've experienced is available? So it's
1: either... It's. I mean, again, I'm overgeneralizing. Possibly overgeneralized. Overgeneralizing. Do it. It's either uh, you don't believe in the gospel, or you don't love your neighbor. Yeah. Because if you truly love someone, uh, you would do whatever it takes to share the hope that you now have. What's his name? What's that one magician? The one you like? Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Do you remember his? Uh, he did a video maybe mm-hmm. a year ago. Yeah. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. Pendulette. Pendulette. So he did this video. Uh, just this video on his phone and he had this experience after a show of a believer coming up to him. I, think, I don't know if he gave him a Bible or gave him a Bible. gave him a Bible, but he had just said, Hey, I really, you know, I like you. I enjoy you. I'm praying for you. I, I enjoyed the show. Thank now you. Now Penn it. is an atheist. He is an hard Yes. Atheist. He is. Um, but he, and you know, I guess he's, thank you for that. You know, appreciate that. And he thought about that. He goes, uh, here's the thing. I may not agree with this individual. I don't believe in the same things he believes in, but the fact that the man had a heart for me and believed in the gospel to want to pray for me and for my salvation speaks volumes of who that man is and what he believes in. And he uses illustration. uh, If you truly, he's talking to Christians here. He's like, if you truly believe in hell, if you truly believe that there is condemnation for those who don't know Christ, Uh, it's, he likened it to a kid in the street about to get hit by a car. You will do whatever it takes to save them and to help them and to, to rescue them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and at least call out to them and say, Hey, get out of the street. Right. And yet we have all these churches and all these Christians, uh, who don't have that same love for their neighbor.
0: And listen, if if we're honest, then you and I do that sometimes. We we, we don't always share exactly. the gospel. There are times when the opportunity is there, and maybe I'm too tired. I want to keep my headphones on. Yeah, maybe I just you know I'm busy. I don't want to talk. Um, I don't like that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, that another per- oh my god, that guy's a jerk. I don't want to talk to. Them. Well, that listen, they need the gospel every bit as much uh, as as I did and I do. So I think evangelism is one of the ways in which our practice will be impacted if we really believe in total depravity as it relates to the gospel.
1: Absolutely. So, Joe. Yes. I think we have time for one.
0: Do we? We have time for one. All right. We'll do. OK. Right, Can we, we do got, two? Uh,
1: no, we're only going to do one. OK, we'll do one. We got time for a little bit of mailbag. And this comes from Alex Hurst. And the subject is Swearing. OMG. Uh, He didn't say that.
0: No, I did. Oh. I'm swearing. Oh, my goodness. That's what I meant, though. Yeah, yeah. All right.
1: He goes, what are your guys' thoughts on Christian's swearing? Also, your thoughts on King's Kaleidoscope's use of the F word on their new album. I love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Sola Dea Gloria. Alex.
0: Wait. What's the F word? What's he talking about? You know what? I'm not saying the word. Use of the F word. Uh, Forgiveness. Fundamentalist?
1: Fundamentalist, yes. That's the that's the F forty he's thinking of.
0: Fragile. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't even. Under, what what is it? What are you know infringing? what it is? No,
1: I don't. Stop it. I'm not saying
0: it. Farfugnugen.
1: I'm not saying it.
0: Just go ahead and say it. No, I'm not no. If say it. you say it right here, I won't tell anybody. Right, ready? Yeah. Beep. <laughs> 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 all right. So uh, you you want to you want to go first? I'll let you go first on this one. All right. Um, I think let's just deal with the swearing. Okay uh potty mouth bad words, f word in particular f word a word, b word, c word s word whatever words
1: that are not edifying, right
0: Well, there's a lot of words that aren't edifying, and then there are these words these like might... fundamental fundamentalism that's
1: not an edifying word it's not an edifying movement it's just it's just a word.
0: so there are some words that are deemed by culture and common usage to be repugnant or offensive or okay. inappropriate or um you know socially violent, some people might even say. Now, uh, I think that words, there are some words that Christians should never use because they serve no proper purpose, and I think that there are other words that might make sense in a particular context while not working in another context.
1: No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, the last uh, leadership lab where I had spoke at, I'm not going to say what I said, But apparently I said uh, this phrase over and over and over again. Yes. And in Canada, uh, where I had been for 10 years, uh, no one would have bat an eye at that phrase. It it meant something totally different. But apparently it was incredibly offensive to the point where, like, the first comment that uh, was made was, Uh, all right. If there was one thing that Jimmy said that you would say, "Don't ever say that again." What would it be? And everyone said the exact <laughs> phrase at once. And I was sitting there going, "What the heck's going on?" I have no idea right. why this is bad. So yes, I so understand culture that. plays
0: a role. Culture, Context yes, plays a role. Pl- exactly. So uh, look, um, s- swearing in general is just kind of weak. You know, if it, it generally means that you're not very articulate, or at least it can mean that you're mm-hmm. not very articulate and you can't communicate very well. So uh, I think you know, swearing in general not not cool, not helpful. And um, know your context. So you know I'm going to talk differently to my wife than yeah. I am to my kids, than I am to Jimmy, to a group of guys versus a mixed company, and even from the pulpit. I, I talk differently in different contexts because different context warrants different words, at least at times. So overall, I would say knock it off with the swearing. And uh, but I would also say that when the scripture Warns us about our speech. I think swearing is the lowest rung of application. Yeah, uh, it goes much bigger and much deeper than that. There are so many Christians who would never swear who use their words for evil, who are are backbiting and divisive, and they they have a way of smiling at you and not swearing, but really kind of swearing at you. Yeah. So I, I think it goes much much more beyond that. But in general, yeah you have speech that is edifying that is encouraging that properly rebukes without distracting when it comes to king king's kaleidoscope i love the band king's kaleidoscope and i know that they use the f word on their album uh on one level i i don't think it's the end of the world some christians were acting like this was going to bring yeah. about the great rebellion that we read about <laughs> in thessalonians um and look i, I think i it, thought we're all about to be raptured so it's it's you know, I get what they're going for. I understand the frustration. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's nothing new. The band Extreme did this decades ago, and they did it better, in my opinion. I um, know who that is. So it, it was a band with a, a lead singer who was a professing Christian. And in dealing with his frustration with sin, he used the same word. So this is nothing new. Uh, I would just say, you know... It's there's a difference I think the the F word in particular, it has different uses. There's yeah. an adjectival use, which is how they used it, right? And uh, you know, this is so effing hard or this is so effing disgusting. And that I think is, you know, inappropriate in a lot of ways, but that is not as bad as using the F word um as as a verb. Mm, you know, yeah. how you would engage in relations with another person, another yeah. woman. I think that's even worse. And so I'm I'm a little bit less concerned, I guess, about people using the F word. I don't use it, but I guess I'm concerned about it. Um, Do you also think in this case, there's, maybe I'll talk
1: about, um, maybe it's a different subject, but a creative license here. Because sure. there, is, there is some art that is, you know, this is an art form. Uh, this is something that's, that they're trying to present. And they obviously chose that word very carefully and how they were going to use that right. word. So, you know, I, I would I would give them the benefit of the doubt that they did not labor over this decision uh, right. for some time and that they have what they feel is a
0: good reason for it. Right. It doesn't make it right. No, exactly. Um, and but I'm just saying, give them the, give, be charitable. Give them the benefit of totally, the doubt. Totally, totally. And for my, here is the thing. Like, is your use of a word helpfully provocative mm-hmm. or is it um unnecessarily distracting? Yeah. And I think in this case Good. it's unnecessarily distracting. I don't I think they could have communicated uh just as well or even better without that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might disagree. But in the end, um I'm still a King's Kaleidoscopes fan. Uh, King Kaleidoscope King's kaleidoscope. And uh I I just uh you know I don't I don't freak out about it, but I, I would say they could have gone a better way. So Joe, as we're talking about uh total depravity yeah are
1: there any books that you would recommend
0: for faux show um i would definitely recommend um the reformed doctrine of predestination okay that's a really good book uh that touches on this very well and uh i know i know what you're going to recommend i don't even have to yeah yeah. of course i am burkhoff i'm gonna i am going what burkhoff yeah oh Uh i thought you were going to recommend a different system which one do you think I was going to do? I don't know. I, just, uh, don't know. I just thought you might go with a different one. Well, a more popular one. No,
1: I'm not going to... No way, Wayne. Come on. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Of course, I'm going with Burkhoff on this. I love
0: his uh, how he handles this subject. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And then there are some practical books out there. Let um, us see if I can remember the names. <laughs> um, there are some practical books that deal with this. Um, okay, it's a bad title, mm-hmm. but it's a great book. On Killing Sin. It's by our man uh, Brian Hedges. Okay. And it's, the book is called License to Kill. Like License to Kill Your uh, Sin? Uh, okay, it's a little... Mm, cheesy? It's a little cheesy. I'm sorry, Brian. Wait, but the, who, who's the publisher? Uh, Cruciform.
1: Yeah, that answers it. So,
0: But it's a great book. And it's all on killing sin, mortifying the flesh. I love that book. You will be greatly helped in your fight against sin if you pick up Brian Hedges' License to Kill. And it might make you want to watch a James Bond movie because I think that is the name of a James Bond movie. I'm not sure.
1: So now what about uh, music? There's been yeah, a lot of got... music. We talked about King's Kaleidoscope, but there's there's some there's a new album out there that I think yeah. everyone needs to get.
0: I don't think he uses the F word. That's pretty I'm good. I'm pretty
1: sure he does not.
0: Uh, man, Show Baraka's new album, The Narrative, yes. is easily in my top three albums of the year. There's no way anybody's going to come and kick it out of that. It may be the best album of the year, though. Josh Garrels is coming out with a new one soon. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, Show Baraka the narrative. Get that. Put out by Humble Beast. Oh, man. Listen, I, It. they haven't released one like this. This is such an amazing... Yeah. I mean, all their albums are amazing, but this is so unique and different. It is a hard album in many ways. It addresses really hard topics, but it's also fun. It's encouraging. It's educational. I absolutely love it. you got to get it. And as a
1: side, uh, don't stream it. I mean, you can't even go buy it because just so you know, the artists themselves don't really receive much. If you stream it, uh, you can even download it for free at humble beast. Exactly. But if you want to help the, you know, help them out, go, go to iTunes and buy it, go to Amazon and buy it. Just listen,
0: you get lots of free music, right? Like, you know, I know you're like, like your Apple music. So you you pay a monthly fee and you get everything for free. But if you want to support, uh, an artist, Creating something really good and yeah. powerful. Please buy it. And then there's another thing. Uh, the Shaw's are some people that I met online. I have and, no idea. I've not heard this one yet. Yeah, man. So uh, the Shaw's. The Shaw's. Like, is this like a
1: family band? Like, yeah. they tour around.
0: Yeah. So wait, what, it, actually, it is. You remember Mbop? Remember that? Mbop, chicka bop, dap bop, bop chicka yeah. yeah, that one yeah. those little kids with the yeah, long yeah, yeah. hair. Yeah, um, it's not like that. Uh, oh, I was, the, like, I was the, like, man, you listen to this? What is this? Steven and Lauren Shaw. Um, oh, it is a family. Yeah, it's a husband and wife. He's got the big beard and all the tattoos, and she's way too good looking for him, just like all of us. Uh, they are amazing musician, singers. Um, they're very big into orphan care and adoption. In fact, they just adopted um, their uh, their little baby. Uh, oh, man, i am drawing a blank on the name. Listen. Go and check them out. Go to theshawsmusic.com and pick up their album. It is, uh, it's really good. And I believe, you know, by purchasing this album, it helps with adoption care and it might even help them. It's it's very expensive to go through the adoption process. So check out the Shaws, really good music. Their album um, that I've been listening to is uh the their official album it's just called the Shaws and you can get that on Bandcamp. We'll have all the links in the show notes, so be sure and check that out.
1: And speaking of adoption, we're gonna be talking about that soon. Yeah. Uh we wanna share just some um, just our heart in that and uh
0: our church's heart. Our church's heart
1: yeah. uh, for adoption.
0: We have several families here that have adopted and are adopting, and uh, yeah, we want to get in on that and share. Exactly.
1: It. Big thanks to Justin Bond of J. Bond Media, the audio and visual wizard of doctrine and devotion. If you've got any audio and video needs, I know some of you have already been contacting Justin about that. Um, follow up. You he ain't know. got time for them. He, he's too now. busy. He's with us. He's, yes, he's with us. We're willing to share him with I, you. I don't want to share We're him. We're going to share him with you for, for a nominal fee. And so, <laughs> <laughs> Not, we don't get any money. We, I know, but Justin does. Yeah. And uh, Justin is worth every penny. There's a convenience in having someone uh, as professional as Justin
0: handling
1: your audio and visual needs. Uh, convenience and excellence. That's the thing. There's like, quality. You hear
0: there. those? Other, you hear those other
1: podcasts? They ain't sound like us. You know why they sound so janky? They ain't got Justin Bond. That's right. And so, uh, head on over to jbonmedia.com. You can uh, click on his website, contact him. And uh, he will get you hooked up and set up and sounding
0: good. You won't sound as good as us because you don't have our voices, but, but you will sound. You as will best, sound good as good as you can.
1: Uh, also, head on over to iTunes. Leave us an honest five star review. You can follow us on Twitter and
0: Instagram at Doc and Devo. Go back to iTunes, dude. dude. I've been, so I went back and we've got like over two hundred reviews now. I've I'm not imagining. checked it a while. It's like the most encouraging thing. <laughs> really?
1: You're <laughs> so I kind. usually only go on there when I'm having a bad day.
0: You should because, man, you guys are so kind, so Thank encouraging. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing that. So please leave reviews, not just on iTunes, any podcasting platform, yeah. but iTunes is the most popular, so that's helpful. Again, follow us on
1: Twitter and Instagram at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, you can head on over to DoctrineandDevotion.com, click on the Contact Us page, fill out the form. And uh, you can send in your comments, your ideas, your suggestions. Uh, you can give us your feedback. If you know if it's terrible feedback, we're going to go ahead and make fun of you. Uh, also, tell a friend if this podcast is encouraging to you and it's edifying and it's worthwhile. Please pass that on to others.
0: Fresh Pod, every Monday and every Thursday. And we throw in bonus episodes every once in a while. Be on the lookout. So um, check it out. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Later.